I shine my light wherever I go. And it's really about being brilliant in life, just being able to radiate who you are um, and being open to change. Christy Marshall is a yoga teacher at Aha Yoga in San Francisco. And she honestly believes that the more open you are to change, the more radiant will be your inner light. But can that lead to personal transformation? At the outset of this season of Asian Threads, we looked at the concept of change versus transformation. What really is the difference? Change, they say, simply differentiates one state from the next, but transformation actually makes you a better version of yourself. So when a caterpillar metamorphoses to a butterfly, is that change or is it transformation? Throughout this season, we've listened to various stories focusing on transformation through the Asian journey. It's fitting then perhaps that on this last episode, we explore how it can occur through the physical and the spiritual process. Yoga is a mind-body-spirit modality rooted in playful, thoughtful and energetic flow to open the physical body, deepen mental awareness and awaken the spirit. Most of us rely on our yoga teachers to help get us through this journey. But we don't stop to think that our yoga teachers have been through this journey themselves. Or perhaps they're still on it. Today on Asian Threads, I talk with Christy Marshall and Tom Lee, two San Francisco-based instructors, about their personal yoga journeys. Asian Threads. Asian Threads. Spinning the tales of Asian communities and cultures, their personal accounts, their history, and their literature. This program is sponsored by the Wing Foundation. Christie's yoga journey started out with dance. I started dancing when I was three, and I found a lot of joy and peace when I was moving. And then I quit dancing when I was 16, and I kind of started going to, into this more of a spiritual kind of plane. I started exploring, and I was raised Catholic and started exploring other um, religions and what God meant to me and stuff. And so... I had this incredible experience where I got to go to Hawaii with my mother, and it kind of opened up my eyes to a whole other world. I grew up in a one-square-mile town that was kind of small, and I wasn't exposed to a lot of things. And so I, let's see, I went to college. I went away. It was an amazing experience. Um, I made amazing friends. I was a runner. I would do these stretches. I explored different communities um, in Washington, D.C., which is where I was living at the time. And um, and I can't remember the name of them now. It would be interesting to do some research to see what it was, but it was a lot of meditation. I don't think they called it yoga because my first, I remember the first time I ever heard the word, the word yoga was um, the year after I graduated from college, I got this job at an education nonprofit organization, and my boss was amazing. She had her nose pierced, and I had never in my life met anybody that had their nose pierced. And to me, I was just like, you're so cool. <laughs> so funny to me. Um, and so she was like, after work one day, why don't you come to this yoga class with me? And I was like, 
oh, I've never heard of it. Like, what is it? And she said, well, it's movement. And um, it was at this Episcopal church on Capitol Hill. And so I took, like, one of those stories, the metro to the bus to another bus and walked a couple miles. And so I go to this church in the basement. And my first yoga class ever, um, I did a sun salutation, lifted my arms up to the ceiling. And I'm a short person. I'm, like, 5'3" touched my fingertips to the ceiling. It was so funny. And I was like, ooh, okay. And so we go through this whole process of a yoga class. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've been doing yoga my whole life. And so of course I had to continue. And so from that point forward, I've done yoga forever. I never took any long breaks. People talk about taking breaks from yoga. Um, even through my, in, my, my injuries, I found um, the physical asana practice um, which became a really valuable part of my of my life, um, took a back seat, and I moved more to the meditative um, piece of it. And I was in a professional career and always had this yoga, always in education, always in yoga. And I started to explore different modalities of yoga and reading a lot. And at the time, this was in the 90s, in Washington, D.C., there really wasn't any yoga studios, not like there is now, for sure. So, and not that many yoga teachers. There was nothing called Yoga Alliance or yoga schools that I knew of. And, you know, the Internet was just kind of like a new thing back then, too, I think. And so I did yoga. I bought a book, and I practiced Ashtanga at home. I would read the book and look at the poses and then just kind of figure out... Um, how to move. And because I've, movement has been a part of my life since I was a very young child, it just felt right. And it was like this dance, and I was like, oh my gosh, the stress that I feel at work just dissipates with every yoga experience that I have. practiced and practiced and practiced, and it was one of those things that I kind of kept to myself. I, I talked to my friends a lot about it, um, and so they would say, oh, you know, show me some things, or they would have a sore back, and they would ask, you know, what feels like a good um, thing that maybe I should check out, and so finally, um, my father had this tragic accident. He was in a tragic accident. He did ma- He survived. He's alive today and thriving, um, but for a long time we didn't think that that was going to happen, and so it really made me um, take a step back from this process, right? I was like doing yoga and working and living, and I had just gotten married, and things were great in my life, and then I was like, oh my gosh, you know, faced with this idea of death and mortality, what do I want my life to look like? And so I think at that point I had practiced yoga, all different varieties, um, and yoga being a broad word to me, right? It is the physical asana practice, but that's just one little piece of it. Meditation and self-study and um, all the pieces of it. Um, Because I think that's one of the things that people think about now. They think yoga, oh, it's just downward-facing dog or whatever you, you know, whatever pose it is at the moment. Um, but for me, it's just been very broad. Um, and so 
force of that, I thought, you know, and again, I've been in education my whole life. I thought, all right, everybody's been encouraging me to do a teacher training. So I started, there was now in D.C. at this time, maybe two or three yoga studios that had opened up. And I had finished my master's degree and education was a big deal in my life and um, formal education, I should say. And so um, I said, okay, well, if I'm going to do this, then I want to go to like the Harvard of yoga schools. <laughs> And so I did all this research, and I ended up um, doing my first teacher training, and it was exactly what I needed. You know, and it, there was no kind of um, criteria at that time about what it was and or what the schools were or anything like that. And so anyway, so I did my first teacher training, and I did not have the intention to teach. And I got up in front of everybody because we all had to teach in front of everybody, and um, I fell in love. Like I was scared out of my mind, but then this process of of expressing yoga to other people became a yoga practice for me. And um it was really a beautiful awakening. And so in that moment, um I was like this is what I'm going to do. And so it took me a little bit of time to get to that place. So now I'm a full-time yoga teacher. I love what I do. It's the longest that I've been at any one, you know, quote unquote job. But when people, so I've been teaching yoga um, now, it's 2006, so seven years full time, yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's been an incredible journey and it's been so much fun and I learn about myself every single day and through the people that I interact with. recognizes that all along her yoga journey has been a constant process. I've just started developing a teacher training program so kind of doing and taking this yoga to another level right to teaching teachers who want to be teachers themselves and um, and to share the the passion and the joy and the knowledge of the physical asana the spiritual part of it and um, how it all comes together um yeah i mean yoga for me is just it's my life it's what i live i live i breathe i'm a real person you know i everybody says when i see people out at bars or restaurants or whatever and i'm having a glass of wine they're like you drink wine <laughs> Which always makes me laugh because I'm like, yes, I'm a real person who really enjoys wine. I live in California. I have a great wine collection. <laughs> um, but yoga teachers are real people too. <laughs> um, we just maybe have a different understanding about the way that we live our lives. Um, when it comes to um, the eight limbs and um, and how we reflect on our interaction with people. I feel that yoga has made me extremely, I mean, I think I've already, I've been that kind of person forever because I studied psychology, I, um, I've worked with children my whole life and um, in different, in different worlds, um, but compassion in a different way, right? We all come to our mats, we all come to a yoga class with something 
whatever it is. And I think um, that what I've found is that yoga has this profound impact to unlock the hidden gems really within us, right? Whether that comes from sadness or excitement, you know, whatever kind of judgment or emotion that we um, we place on it based on our own human experience, um, yoga brings us all together and connects us as one, which I really think is true. I mean, when we're going through something, somebody else is also experiencing the same thing. And I think that we get to express that through yoga. I had one of the most um, amazing experiences. People always talk about these different things when you um, are in a yoga pose, for example. I was in um, a pose called frog pose and um, holding it, holding it. It's a deep hip opener and spontaneously started crying. And so my mental, my emotional place was, okay, just do it, let it go, right? It needs to be released. And my mental place was, I don't even know why I'm crying. What's going on? I don't understand this. This is so weird. Like, maybe I should process this a little bit more. And then what yoga allowed me to do was to feel and to let go. And my mom, from a very young age, always said, feel your fear and do it anyway. And I feel like always through life that you're met with resistance in places where you need learning to kind of come up and take you into that next place. And yoga has always kept me grounded and centered and and awakened, really, to what's possible in my life and the way that I can express that through teaching, through being, through interacting with people, um, has just made life more enjoyable. <laughs> Tom Lee is another San Francisco-based yoga instructor. He believes in living a life of yoga both on and off the mat, about taking your yoga practice out into the real world. My yoga journey. Um, well, I started yoga um, about 13, 14 years ago. Um, I was going through um, some tough times in my life. I was around 30 years old, and um, I uh, was really feeling really burned out from my career and uh, was really uh, unsure about my relationship. I just feel like I was going through a, an early midlife crisis. So I knew that I needed something to, to feel grounded. So I started the practice and it really helped me to, uh, to find that um, my centering. Um, so it was a really healing process right away. I, I just knew that I found something really amazing and powerful. So what was happening at the time? What was your career? And how did you start practicing yoga? I um, was, I had a career in um, jewelry. I sold uh, diamonds <laughs> for about a decade and did really, really well. But I really felt empty inside. Um, I had this thought all the time that on my dying bed, if I look back in my life, um, what have I accomplished? Have I contributed to society in any way? And I feel that my career at the time did not fulfill that. Um, so um, I used to live in an apartment 
a block away from a yoga studio in San Francisco. And I'll walk past that studio um, probably like, you know, five times a, a week. And I always look up to the studio and say, hmm, you know, one of these days I'm going to try it out. And I said that in my head for like probably years. Until one day I thought, you know what, I'm going to go in and just sign up. So uh, the first class that I took was so di difficult. I I swore I'll never go back, basically. <laughs> I remember leaving early, even. And uh, but I remember once I got home, I uh, had this feeling of relaxation. And um, just felt, uh, I felt relaxed and cleansed. So I remember three, four days after that first class, I, I went back to the studio. And by the end of my um, 10 day pass or whatever I had at the time, I was pretty much hooked. What kind of yoga was that? I started with uh, Bikram yoga. And that was about, uh, I want to say maybe 14 years ago. And then um, a year and a half after I started the practice, I quit my job on a whim which is not like me. I usually would think, think things through before I act. But uh, I remember something happened in, in the store, and I thought, you know, this is just like, uh, you know, not worth it anymore. I'm so unhappy. So I gave my notice. Why were you so disheartened by it? Um, I think um, in retail, high-end retail, it's really stressful. You are only as good as your last sale. You're always striving to do more and meet your goals and plans. So it's really stressful. And um, you just feel really empty. You get a high after you sell something really big. And then from that high, it's like, oh my God, i got to start all over again tomorrow. So then in yoga, yeah. Are you only as good as your last class or your last retreat or your last training? It's very, very different. With yoga, it's, you don't have the, uh, the peaks and valleys like many other stuff. Yoga is about striving for a balance, about equanimity. So I feel like uh, my life right now is very calm and steady and even. It doesn't have that many crazy highs and lows. I guess my question is, can we all achieve that through yoga? Why is it important for us to do yoga? I think many people start doing yoga with different uh, goals in mind. Some people want to be more flexible. Some people want to be to lose weight or um, or to find some peace and balance in their life. We all have different goals. And I think that most people who stay with a practice, you know, will find that off the mat also, to find that equanimity off the mat. But finding that equanimity both on and off the mat has also been a constant process of change and development. It wasn't a journey he was necessarily planning to embark upon when he left his job in the jewelry business. Even at that time, I had no intention of teaching, really. Um, I just thought, well, I'll take a few months off to, to find myself, travel a little bit. So 
a few months passed, and then I、um, remember going to a studio, a different studio. I saw a sign that says "Teacher Training Starting in the Summer," and I thought, "Hmm, okay, it's a nine-week."、Uh, program. Maybe I'll sign up to burn some time to kill some time. That was my thought at the time. So I did that. It was the hardest thing I ever done. So after the nine weeks,、uh, I was hired by a studio in San Francisco, right away. Which is, it doesn't happen now. Back in the days,、uh, there weren't that many yoga teachers. So I was very lucky.、Uh, it was the right time. So I was hired. And I've been teaching now for eleven years, so that nine-week yoga training. What is it that makes it so hard? I think、um, to be away from my family and friends. That was really difficult, and also the physical practice was really challenging. We practice probably four hours every day, and in addition, we studied、um, philosophy, anatomy. Um, so many things. So the days were very long. We started around seven、uh, or eight o'clock in the morning, and it went on until eleven p.m. And that was six days a week, with a Sunday off. Are you a very social person? I mean, when I think of yoga, you know, I think of、mm, what's the right way of saying it? Not 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 somebody who's antisocial, but Somebody who is naturally attuned to sort of being out there, being alone on Spirit Rock or whatever it is,、uh, was that not you, or was that difficult to get used to? That was a big challenge for me because I'm actually an introvert. I、um, I am good with small groups, but if you had told me like 20 years ago that I'll be teaching a group class with you know 30, 40, 50 people. I would say no way. I I feel uncomfortable speaking in public, so that was a huge challenge. It took me a long time to feel comfortable. And where did you start teaching after the teachers' training? I started teaching for、um, a studio called Funky Door in San Francisco and in Berkeley, and then three years after that, I taught for a studio in Mill Valley. Um, north of San Francisco, and that studio offered both Bikram and Vinyasa classes. And、uh, at that time, I already had a Vinyasa practice. So my boss one day said to me, "Why don't you start teaching Vinyasa?" And I said, "Okay." So I started pretty much around that time, and so that was many years ago. And as your journey has evolved, what to you is the difference between? Aside from what we know, but what to you is the difference between a Bikram yoga practice and a Vinyasa practice? Well, Bikram、uh, practice is、uh, is a set sequencing. It's 26 poses with、uh, two breathing exercises, done in a very hot, you know, very hot, hot room, probably 105 degrees. And、uh, so Vinyasa, you still have a heat element, but it's not quite as intense. It's probably about 85 to 90. Degrees, and、um, it's a it's a variant of Ashtanga, right? Power yoga. So every class is different. You're linking breath with movement. 
to generate heat from the inside out. And why do you choose this practice? For me, um, I like. I think um, Bikram, pra- Bikram yoga is a great yoga for um, <laughs> probably type A personalities, you know, or you just need to know exactly what comes next. And for me, I enjoy not knowing what comes next when I practice. So I'm really present in the moment. So are you improvising the choreography of the class just as you stand there? Or is this something that you prepare for? I actually don't prepare before I teach. It just kind of comes organically. So the trick is to remember the second side after you teach the first side. So I, as a teacher, I need to be present completely. Tom, where would you say you are on your yoga journey now? Wow. Um, I still feel like a beginner sometimes. I really, really do. Um, it's always evolving. It's constantly evolving. Yeah, I think I'm like everyone else on their mat. I'm. I will be forever a student. If there was one thing that you could achieve, or a place—not necessarily a physical place, but a place that you could take your life to through yoga—what is that? Since I've been doing yoga, I'm not quite as goal-oriented. It's more about being in the moment. There's nothing wrong with setting goals, of course. But I think the practice made me realize that our future is so uncertain. It's important to be at the moment. How does that help the individual in their personal transformation to live life in the moment? Because we have no control over our future. Is to yeah, I think yoga teaches you to basically be at your best at the present moment. No matter who we are, where we're coming from, or where we're going, our personal journeys are nothing but a constant series of change, and change is perhaps the only thing that is constant in our journeys. Transformation happens at every moment of that journey, yesterday, tomorrow, and even right now as we speak. So whether you're a caterpillar or a butterfly, whatever stage of your personal journey you're at, it's really all about living life in the moment. Because then, as both Tom and Christy say, transformation will truly occur. that brings us to the end of this last episode on this season of Asian Threads. Have a wonderful summer and check back with me for a brand new season of Asian Threads in the fall. Asian Threads Threads. Threads is sponsored by the Wing Foundation.